With WYOY in New York, I'm Chris Barlow with a look at this week's news. Our top story this week is the thing every wealthy white man in America can get away with, even though we all know it's vile and wrong. No, not voting for Donald Trump. Rape. Specifically college rape. The kind of rape you're equally likely to be a victim of, as you are to be some fucking asshole who thinks it's something that just happens when you have too much to drink. The country has spent much of the week fixated on the outcome of the Brock Turner trial, in which either a promising Stanford swimmer saw his Olympic hopes dashed, or an innocent woman was brutally victimized while unconscious. How you see it just depends on whether you're a sentient pile of shit or a real human being. Many listeners are already familiar with the unnamed victim's statement, which she read to the defendant during sentencing and later published on BuzzFeed, where you bookmarked it, but never really read it, because, oh man, that just seems really heavy right now, and you still have six more episodes of Orange is the New Black to catch up on before the new season premieres. But do yourself a favor, and read it. And not with Game of Thrones on in the background either, because that's just fucked up. The latest development in the story concerns Turner's six-month sentence, which, according to new reports, has already been shortened to three months by the Department of Corrections, because early releases for good behavior are something you have to earn, unless you already earned it by being born with a minimal amount of pigment in your skin. In relatively less depressing news... Donald Trump refused to apologize to an Indiana judge of Mexican heritage presiding over the Trump University case this week, despite making comments so racist, even Newt Gingrich thought they were out of line. That's the modern equivalent of Richard Nixon telling someone their hotel heist was out of line. Trump did give a speech in which he vowed to stop saying the kinds of things he definitely doesn't think are racist, offering to let his online trolls say those racist things for him instead. And it was a busy week for those trolls, the only full-grown creatures with hands even smaller than Trump's. Potential third-party candidate David French dropped out of the presidential race he hadn't even officially entered yet after having his family repeatedly threatened by anonymous Trump supporters, and even one person who claimed to be calling from the Trump campaign itself. Experts say the threats are the most despicable thing done to a celebrated veteran of the U.S. Armed Services ever since President George W. Bush fell asleep during blazing saddles and then sent all of the armed services to Iraq in search of Curly's gold. Taking a look at the Democratic race... It was an historic week for former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton as she became the first woman to achieve the dream of having a large number of men deny the reality that she is the presumptive presidential nominee of a major political party. Despite the fact that Clinton secured major victories in both New Jersey and California, Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders has vowed to fight on by courting superdelegates, uberdelegates, bizarro delegates, and delegates from the Galactic Senate. Sanders did meet with President Barack Obama on Thursday and told reporters afterwards that he would do everything in his power to deny Trump the White House, including, but not limited, to denying anyone the White House by burning it to the ground if he doesn't get his way. Elsewhere in the country... A federal appeals court ruled that the Second Amendment does not guarantee a right to carry concealed weapons in public, 
unless a person's job includes an inherent need to do so. The decision is a stunning blow to gun advocates and means Americans looking to pack heat just because it makes them feel like a big man will now have to resort to more traditional options like purchasing a sports car, getting a second wife, or voting for Donald Trump. In local news, big changes are coming to Times Square where costume characters will be restricted to eight small areas painted with teal rectangles. No change for native New Yorkers, though, who are still restricted to grumbling zones situated at the exact height a selfie stick can hit you in the eye or crotch. And speaking of Times Square, Broadway juggernaut Hamilton will double the number of tickets available in its daily lottery starting in January, raising your chances of winning from non-existent to infinitesimal. And now we have time for a quick look at the weather. Expect light showers on Saturday and golden showers on Sunday. And if you're not sure what golden showers are, go Google it on your mom's computer. I'm Chris Barlow, and I'm so jet-lagged, I'm not even sure it's Friday. If it's not Friday, then the news can just take the rest of the week off. It's earned it. I'll be back next week here in New York with more news from W-Y-O-Y. <laughs>